This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatool. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal preview series. A show in which we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture, which in this case is Arsenal's Carabao Cup third round match against Brighton. Yes, a cup competition we've not played in this season, despite the fact we are in November now. Still no Carabao Cup. It's weird because usually you get involved with the Carabao Cup far earlier on. But with the craziness of this season, we've not. And of course, if you remember back to last season, when we weren't in Europe, we actually had to play the second round of the competition. So we actually started it earlier. This time being in Europe, we don't do that second round. So we go straight through to round three, uh, in which we play Brighton, a side that are doing very well in the Premier League right now. They're my outside picks to potentially get a European place this season if they continue the form that they're on. And it's going to be a difficult game to try and predict because we're not really sure about how we should tackle it. And what's interesting about our guests' lineups this evening is they're very different based upon how we might view this game. So I'm looking forward to speaking to the guys about that and more. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Let's jump into the chat box first of all. Good evening to Paul. Evening to Harvey and James Curry. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. We've got Temi. Uh, we've got John. We've got Rand pumpkin uh thank you so much guys for tuning in plenty more of you as well do drop a like if you haven't done so already but let's introduce to you my guests for the evening back once again for a preview it's mike how you doing mate you good you well i'm fantastic tom basking in the glories of a wonderful weekend of football oh what a beautiful weekend it was it was great and i mean 12 midday that must have been quite an okay kickoff time for you or that was good but then of course i got hooked into the games after that both right. on Saturday on Sunday. So. <laughs> Which was also <laughs> worth it because, of course, Spurs losing, Aston Villa beating Man United. So it was a very good day overall, uh, even if it meant staying up quite late. But It, uh, it certainly was. It certainly was. 100%. Lovely stuff. Uh, and also uh, making up our three-team, uh, three-person team tonight, it's Sarvik. How are you doing, Sarvik? You good, Joel? Yep, yep, doing pretty good. And uh, hopefully this game can uh, brighten our week a bit further. Oh, look at that. He's been preparing that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. 
Brilliant. Always appreciate a pun. Always appreciate a pun. It's always good and well. Anyway, um, before we talk about Brighton, there's been some quite big news dropping this evening um, regarding Arsenal's players. Uh, That is that Gabriel Martinelli, despite all the leaks and information that dropped, looks to be in the squads uh, for Brazil, along with Gabriel Jesus. Unfortunately, Gabriel Magalhaes hasn't made it. Mike, I'm going to focus on the positives with you. Martinelli and Jesus both in, that for them is a massive boost, especially Martinelli, who didn't look like he was actually going to make it. What do you think that's going to bring for them in a positive way? Uh, from a, If you're Brazilian, you want to play for the national team. It really is that simple. It's, it's almost the pinnacle of your... Uh, of your footballing career to be playing for the national team. So, in terms of confidence, in terms of general feel-good, I, I think, and being around, I mean, let's face it, the Brazilian squad is 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 top draw. So, for the likes of Martinelli, particularly, who hasn't been in that environment a lot, mm. then to be around some of those undoubted footballing talents can only benefit him from that point of view as well. So, uh, there's no downside as far as I'm concerned. I know some people are worried about are people going to get injuries when they're away, etc. I, I don't see a downside in terms, particularly in terms of Martinelli. Mm, yeah, absolutely, I think it's yeah. all good. I think Brazil, you know, are one of the nations that could go quite far in the competition. And people might say, well, is that worse? They're going to be away. They might miss uh, potentially a Carabao Cup fourth round game if they get to the final because that takes place just a couple of days before the Carabao Cup fourth round, which is set to take place on the 20th and 21st of December, quite crazily. We'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. Um, But, you know, if Brazil were to go on and win it, what an amazing boost of confidence. I think Martinelli won the Olympics, didn't he? And he got a gold medal off that. And you just see how that confidence has helped him go even further. That might have actually given me a bit of an idea for an article to do tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, a really good boost for Martinelli, that indeed. Uh, Sartvik, uh, the other side of the coin, of course, is Gabriel Magalhaes didn't get chosen. Are you concerned that this could have some kind of mental detriment to his attitude? Or do you think that he will try and put that behind him and, and focus on his, his football with Arsenal? Um, I think I think his focus is pretty clear, and um, as Mike said, obviously the pinnacle of one's career is to play for the national team and uh, you know represent the country and get as many caps as possible, and that too in a World Cup. But uh, he's only 24, and uh, I think he has a couple of World Cups ahead of him to come. And um, if he keeps up his performances uh, with Arsenal and hopefully with us doing well. I think he can definitely make the cup in tournaments to come. And uh, I think um, he, he'll take it in his stride and move ahead. And uh, yeah, because Brazil do have some pretty good centre-backs. It's a pretty tough team to get into. Yeah, yeah they do. I am surprised that Bremer uh, was chosen. I know Bremer's good. And I remember I got quite a lot of pelters for not um, rating him particularly highly when I think he was being linked with Arsenal in the summer. But I still think Gabriel's been so good that he should have been in that squad. I'm surprised they took Danny Alves as well. Like that, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. They took like you know, I think is he nearly, if not already, forty. I'm um, doing a quick check on his age. Uh, he is 
39. He turns 40 in, in May. So, yeah, that is quite the, the call from Chite to, to do that. It was Roberto Firmino, of course, that missed out in place of Gabriel Martinelli, which I think is a fair pick. You know, if you had a choice of bringing someone off the bench, I think Martinelli's going to give you far more than what Firmino's going to do. I know Firmino's got, you know, a level of quality that's very good, and that's why he still plays Liverpool. But I think that Martinelli, just as an impact player off the bench, because, you know, Firmino's not going to start for them. It's just so much more beneficial. We also saw Tommy Asu has been confirmed as well to be joining up with Japan, which is positive. We're going to be able to watch him go up against the likes of Spain and Germany in their group, playing in that left-sided centre-back position. So we get some interest in that. We also got an update in terms of his fitness, and that's that he's currently being monitored ahead of the last two games for the World Cup. So he could have some um, place in these two games. It's not 100% ruled out at all. So he could feature on Wednesday or even at the weekend. We'll have to wait and see. So that's good news as well. So, yeah, really positive, I think, in the international side of things. Anyway, let's move ahead to look ahead to the game on Wednesday. Mike, Carabao Cup, how excited for this tournament are you in the context of this season? Okay, I've got, I've got to be honest. Last week I was, um, <laughs> I, I was, oh, look, let's just chuck a heap of kids in. Um, let's focus on the more prestigious uh, title challenge, uh, Europa League, FA Cup. But then I thought, hang on a minute, the, the, what are the benefits? Where where might Arteta be in terms of in terms of this? Um, Man City have won it four times out of the last five years, so it's very uh, it's a very Pep esque mm. approach to, to go quite strong with this. So you wonder whether there's any influence on that. And I guess the other benefits are. We looked at, the, at how the team were after that PSV defeat, uh, and, and there was uh, they weren't in a good place after that. They they have got this winning mentality, this winning momentum now, and so the advantages are perhaps going a little stronger in this. Even though when we look at teams that haven't gone exceptionally so, is that it could potentially keep the winning momentum going. The other potential advantage that that I thought of because I thought about trying to think of some was that it does give our squad players a chance for more match time without the Carabao Cup you've got a question when are they actually going to be playing uh, come uh, sort of after Christmas uh, and so to keep them in a place where they're match fit through having a run in the Carabao Cup would potentially be advantageous I would have thought um so that th those are possibly a couple of advantages that I, that I see, even though obviously from a fixture congestion point of view this season, it's mm. it's a little bit of a mare. So I've, I've possibly changed my attitude a little bit towards it in terms of, look, it's worth putting out a competitive team. And Brighton and Elmoats, of course, I think they'll go pretty strong. So it depends. Yeah, it, it really depends on how much Arteta sees potential benefits of it but um so i'm a little more enthused about it than perhaps i was last week yeah absolutely i love tommy saying tom focus sorry i don't i know i look like i'm not focusing i'm <laughs> listening it's just uh, i saw a comment in the chat box uh from mickey morris that says what are the pros and cons of our brazilian players missing the world cup and the reason why i was a little bit distracted because i was just posting a link in the chat box to an article that went out not only 11 minutes ago from uh myself literally doing all the positives and negatives of uh gabriel missing the world cup so that's why i was a bit distracted but no i agree with what you were saying mike i think there is an, uh, an elevated level of maybe 
interest from Arsenal fans in the Carabao Cup because it can be a bit of a trampoline, if you like, to you know push you forwards towards the end of the season with a bit of a trophy if you can win it. Man City have used it, certainly. I think this season, though, the, the downside of it is, Sartvik, that you look at the number of games we have in the Europa League, you look at the World Cup being there, we've got a congested season, we've got a condensed season because of that World Cup. Are you, like Mike, now rating it maybe more than you were, say, a week ago? Or actually, do you see it as more of a distraction now? Um, not quite a distraction. Um, I think it's it's an additional platform for us to try out new things. And uh, as such, uh, unlike the FA Cup, we haven't really been doing well in recent years in the Carabao Cup. So I'm not really sure if that's playing on Arteta's mind, but... Um, it's an additional uh, tournament and I think it's, 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 it's a tournament in which we don't have many games. I think it's round three, round four, and then we're directly into the quarters. Mm. So um, it progresses pretty quickly in comparison to the other tournaments that we have. And so uh, that's primarily the reason I've chosen a little stronger team because um, doing well this year and such competitions will definitely uh, move us ahead into that uh, status of being a bigger club and being a more successful club. So I think um, each and every trophy um, will be of importance uh, to us this season, especially with the way we've been playing. Mm, Absolutely, yeah. I I think there's also one other thing that that maybe people are forgetting. Uh, And we did mention it at the start of the episode, and that's that the fourth round will be played on the 20th and 21st of December. Now, Arsenal get back into Premier League action on the 26th of December and their last mid-season friendly, if you like, is on the 17th of December, which is meant to be played at the Emirates, which is a day before the, actually the World Cup final is meant to take place on the 18th. So if Arsenal play on the 17th, and Boxing Day ret- uh, represents the Premier League return, that's a nine-day gap between that last date and when we might next play. So having that game on the 20th and 21st, which is a competitive fixture, I think is a really good opportunity for Arsenal actually to have kind of a competitive, you know, kickstarter, if you like, going into the Premier League rather than the Premier League game against West Ham being that first competitive game. So I actually think there's a benefit to us going through in this game. And I'll be interested to kind of question uh, Mike specifically, because if we have a look at your lineup, you know, you've gone pretty rotated in this game. Now I've said that, talk us through your team. And are you regretting maybe not going a bit stronger or would you maintain that this is the right team to go with? The, okay, it's just so uh, for those who are listening, I've gone Ramsdale and goal, uh, Cedric Holding, Gabriel Tini at the back, uh, El Neni in that number six role with Laconga at number eight and Vieira. Uh, replacing Odegaard and then Marquinhos and Ketia and Nelson up front. So that's that's the lineup for those of you who are not watching. Uh, the the other, I mean, this was um, this was pre uh, pre final who was likely to go to the World Cup as well. I wondered if uh, part of the thinking with Arteta would be not bad to give them one game before they go but to give them two games before they go might be a little a little harsh or, or, or mentally they may not be in the in the best place with a with it being a Carabao Cup versus a Premier League so uh, it, it was a really difficult what a really difficult call to make particularly in light of what I've just said in terms of the potential yeah. benefits of this um I, I'm not sure I did think well look do we stick 
Gabby Jesus up, up top and then uh, just to see if we can get him that elusive goal. But then Enketia has a point to prove. He, he needs to start raising his game a little bit and we need to make decisions on some of these guys as well in terms of how we need to strengthen in January. If I look at that, then Elneny was fantastic last week. It was great to see him back. Um, uh, and that does give Sambia a chance to play in that more natural role for him in the number eight role. Um, and Cedric probably deserves some minutes. So I'm not sh I suspect he'll go strong on the bench. Um, see how things are going and then possibly throw in an older guard. Uh, and, and maybe Jesus. And so that, that that's how I think he'll start. I don't think he'll start particularly strong. Hmm. No, that's fair enough. Uh, Sartvik, you've differently gone a lot stronger. Uh, talk us through your 11 and then explain your choices. Yeah, so um, the basic psychology behind a stronger 11 is, as I said, uh, we aim to do really well in this competition and something of a must-win mentality, which I think Arteta has carried into quite a few games. I mean, we've seen a couple of opportunities for him to give the younger lads a runabout, but he hasn't really been doing that. Sticking to his guns wherever uh, possible and uh, fielding a more stronger 11 whenever he's been given the chance. Um, uh, but I still made a few changes and I did go for uh, Tierney instead of Sinchenko, who played in the weekend against Chelsea. Because uh, I think that extra pace which we have uh, on the wings will really help us against Brighton, who in fact have been... Um, I think it's the best season since they came back up to the Premier League. So it's the best start to the season. So they've been really good, especially um, their strength as well comes on the sides with Pascal Gross and uh, Estupinian. So mm. I think um, the key battles will be fought on the wings in this game. So um, Tierney and Tomiyasu, Saka and Martinelli uh, expecting to see quite a lot of action there. And uh, Jesus just gets in those pockets, you know, he plays on the left, he plays on the right, he just drops in the middle and uh, I think really good link-up play uh, is what we've been seeing from him this far and I think that's set to continue. And uh, midfield, don't fix what's not broken. Xhaka, Odegaard and Partey, they've really been spectacular for us and uh, just more of the same. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ranty says in the chat, is Tomiyasu fit? I saw he got a call up for the Japanese national side, but is he match ready? The answer is ultimately don't 100% know. Arteta is expected to face the media tomorrow, which we'll get more updates on that specifically. However, the statement from the club was that he is being monitored ahead of these two games, so he could indeed still be fit. If Tomiyasu isn't fit, would you play Cedric or would you play White? I would play White. Uh, I thought just you <laughs> Just because of the level he's been playing at, he's he's mm. been one of our best defenders. He's been put in at right back, and even though he has played before, I mean, um, one would consider him to be a bit of a centre back as well. So, but he's mm. adjusted really well. His passing has been especially spectacular from right back. The spaces that he's been going into, his long passing, it's been really good. So. Um, and Cedric, we haven't seen much of him. I think he's come on just once this season, so yeah, I, w I wouldn't risk it. So definitely Ben White for me. 
Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, I obviously you both have gone for kind of polar opposites in in terms of your squad. I think that uh, Sartvik, your lineup is closer to what we might see. I have a sneaking suspicion that Arteta will go stronger. Um, than, than perhaps many people think he has a tendency of doing that anyway and surprising us with how strong his teams can be. And I think he will want to progress through the competition. Um, I've gone for something in between uh, the two, to be honest. I've gone with, uh, I don't know why I've put Lukonga uh, as my star player when I haven't got him in my lineup. Because I think that's because I changed Xhaka in last minute. So I'm going to switch this switch, look at Xhaka back, it, Xhaka back out for, uh, for Lukonga. Um, and talk through that. I think I had that last minute switch, but uh, I will stick with Lukonga to be fair. So Turner in goal, Cedric holding Gabriel, Tierney, Elneny, Lukonga, Vieira, Saka, Nketiah, and Martinelli as the front three. As I said, I was in between Jacker and Lukonga so much that I even put Lukonga as a star player and then switched him last minute. Um, but I think it could be either. I'd be happy with either. I think we do need to go somewhere in between Gabriel, Tierney, you know, uh, Saka and Martinelli having that starting quality. I think that's important. Uh, Turner's not injured, no. He was on the bench for the game against Chelsea, so he is available um, and can play if we would want to bring him in. But I wouldn't mind seeing Ramsdale play in this game. I have no issue with that, but it would mean that this is Turner's last chance to have any kind of game before the World Cup starts. So he, you'd expect him to be back for that. Um, but yeah, I, I think half and half, as Nav says in the chat, sounds about right. I think it will be a mixture of the two. I think there's a great opportunity to go through in this game. The thing about Lukonga is that with Elneny back, it is as Mike, you said, it's the opportunity to play further up the pitch and he needs to show more. I listened to a number of podcasts after the game against uh, Zurich at home last week. Uh, I listened to Andrew on the Ask blog. I listened to the, the Vision podcast. I listened to a few others and... A lot of people were very down on Lukonga after that game. And I was actually quite impressed, especially in the second half, with what he brought to the team. So I was a little bit um, frustrated, I think, that maybe people didn't necessarily see what he was doing in the game. And I'd used, I think, the, the terminology I used in the chat box was that I feel that people, and a lot of people have checked out of Lukonga um, and just kind of thinking, we're going to bring in a midfielder. He's probably not going to have a future, which is fine. You know, I think that's, that is a, a genuine possibility. But I would say, you know, given the benefit of the doubt, if he does play, I think it's worth watching him more closely to see what he brings. Uh, Jabu says, I doubt Cedric will play. I agree with you. Uh, it's just the team that we obviously would rather see in the uh, in the team on Wednesday. That's the hope that we can see brought in. Um, we are going to jump into the chat box now and go to your predictions. And of course, what you would love to see is your prediction to be safe and secure, most importantly, and make sure that when you have a prediction, it's the right one. Just like when you're searching for something online, that you can be safe and secure in the knowledge that what you predict is going to come up is what you get. And that you're not going to have any funny trackers or people trying to be nosy with what you're doing. Or if you're someone like Mike, who is living abroad and wants to go and watch the Arsenal and can't typically watch that on your usual broadcasting app, I tell you there's one way that you can help yourself. It's by going to NordVPN, and that's what you need to do. If you go to NordVPN and use the special code of nordvpn.com slash Guna, you can get yourself four months free subscription over there uh, and a massive discount on your subscription as well. Uh, of course, we've uh, been a few days now without our friends at NordVPN on the channel, and I can tell you that the first two weeks of sponsorship went so well but the very kind people over there have decided to sponsor us for another two weeks. So you've got two more weeks of me trying to 
drastically shoehorn NordVPN into our shows in the mornings. Uh, so you can look forward to me doing that. But they're a fantastic service that are helping the channel out massively with an improvement in infrastructure. Uh, so more improvements to come, potentially better uh, guests in the future as well. Maybe some special guests we can try and find as well. Thanks to NordVPN support on the channel too. I really look forward to seeing where things are going. A massive thank you to them. So link in the description, nordvpn.com slash guna. That's nordvpn.com slash guna to get involved with that. But after this quick break, we'll be coming back with your predictions and the guys as well. No rancids, no cocktail, unfortunately, into that one. I suppose that could be a bit of a challenge for me to try and somehow get that for a guy that doesn't really drink anymore to get a cocktail into one of these sponsorship lines. That would be great. Anyway, uh, let's go to predictions. Chat box, what are we saying? I'm seeing a lot of positivity, which is great. Temi says 3-2 win and Ketia Redemption with a hat trick. That would be great. Uh, Arsenal going for uh, – sorry, Rancid going for an Arsenal 1-0 win with Laconga. I'd love to see that. And Mark's going for a 2-0 Arsenal win. Mike. Give us your scoreline and scorers, please. Uh, we'll go 2-1 to Arsenal. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, Nketi has uh, really got to pick his game up. We need to see something from him. So I'll, I'll back him to uh, to pop one in. And then uh, a Vieira screamer oh. inside the box. I'd love to see that. Another one maybe off the post, just like against Brentford. Yeah. It's always nicer when they're going off the post. It's, uh, it's something it about it. It's something about it. Uh, ML reactions going 2-1 to the Arsenal in this one. Oli's going for a 4-3 Arsenal win. Nav's going for a 2-1 Arsenal, Vieira and Eddie. Same as you then, Mike, there with the goals and the prediction. Lynn's going for a 3-1 to the Arsenal. Martinelli, Nketia and Saka. And SJ Chan's going for a 2-0. Sartvik, scoreline and scorers, please. Um, yep, I, I think would go for a 2-1 Arsenal win. I do see Brighton scoring, especially considering that they scored against City. They put four past Chelsea. So uh, they definitely have got the attacking prowess to get a few goals in. So mm. I think um, we will have a slip up and we might concede one goal. But I think 2-1 for us, um, the redemption goal for Jesus, I see it coming in this game. And uh, the second goal, my star performer, Kieran Dini, I think he's been underlooked a bit, uh, especially with uh, the other players doing really well at left-back, be it Tomiyasu. Uh, so, mm. I think uh, Tierney will come back and get another goal and uh, cement his place in the starting lineup again. So, 2-1 Arsenal. Brilliant stuff. Uh, I love this comment from Stephen uh, Korsgan who says, better guests casually said in front of his current guest. Now, I don't think you've understood. You have to understand that I'm not talking about Mike and Sarvik. I'm talking about Mike from the Gooners pods. He comes on this show. You should get better than Mike from the Gooners pods coming on these channels. And with NordVPN, we're going to bring you better than Mike from the Gooners pods. Don't you worry. That's the bar that this channel has set. And we need to go higher. We need to get to the level of Mike and Sarvik more often. But well pointed out in the chat box. <laughs> uh, Temi says, Nketiah at Redemption Hatchery with a 3-2 win. John's going for a 3-1 to Brighton. We aren't scoring that many goals right now, but Brighton have some knack of scoring highly in games. Fair enough. Macken's going 3-1 Arsenal. White Martinelli and Jesus. Uh, Manoush says 1-1 draw as we're going to play the kids in this one. That means it will go to a penalty shootout, of course. No extra time, I don't think. Uh, Madal Disco uh, or Madal Disso uh, says 1-0 uh, to the Arsenal. Uh, Abby's going for a 2-1 to the Arsenal. Welbeck will score. 
Uh, Arsenal have a habit of letting their former players score, of course. Uh, and Arsenal's going for a 4-1 Arsenal win as well. Uh, brilliant stuff. Thank you so much to the chat box. Please do leave some love for my brilliant guests, uh, of course, who hopefully we can find guests to the level of these boys in the future as well. I love that. Chat box calling me out completely and rightly Absolutely. as well. Mike, thank you so much for your time. As always, mate, absolute pleasure. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a pleasure and a privilege, Tom. Thanks, Heath, and and thanks to all the guys and in, in the chat box for uh, for all your kind comments and and great uh, and great input. Absolutely, and Sartvik, thank you for jumping on the show once again. Really appreciate your time, mate. Sure, sure. Anytime. It's been an absolute pleasure. Indeed. Uh, make sure you go check out both of Mike and Sartvik in the Discord server. Uh, we've had a, a real kind of jump of, of members into there over the last couple of days or so, uh, or so uh, which has been fantastic to see. There is a new link to that for new members in the community tab on the homepage on the YouTube channel. So make sure if you are a member, an expert member or a TGT ambassador, uh, that you don't miss out on joining the Discord. If you would like to do so, the link to do that is in the description. Just go to the link tree and you can click the big join button as well to help us out. So uh, there you go. Stephen's accepted my changed words uh, from our promo. But no, you're absolutely right to call me out, Stephen. I appreciate it. Keep me in line, son. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow morning, of course, to break down more of this international news and a look ahead to the Brighton game in the 8am news show. It's been a pleasure to join you as always. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.